guys. Let's quickly stay standing. We're gonna pray. Come on, let's just ask God to speak to us. It's a, a moment to prepare ourselves. God's Word is a seed that can be planted in our hearts. So this is a moment where we ask God to soften our hearts um, and really prepare us. So God, we just come to you now and we ask you to prepare our hearts for your Word. We're really trusting that you'd speak to us. God, if we need direction, that you'd lead us. Your Word is a, a, a light to our path. Um, and, and yeah, if anyone needs a miracle here, that in this place, that, that you would do a miracle or you'd start a miracle in their life in Jesus' Name. Uh, God, we want to do your will, so we submit to you. We resist the devil, and we thank you that he has to flee. Praise your protection around us and our children, and we pray in that hedge you do every bit of work that you want to do, and we pray for anyone who's without hope. We pray, God, that you'd knock on the door of their hearts today so they can open up that door and receive you as their Savior. In Jesus' name. And lastly, God, we pray that Liverpool will win two more trophies this year. In Jesus' name. Everyone believe this said? Amen. Awesome. Awesome. All in agreement. It's so good. You guys can take your seats. Believing for more. And I just want to thank West Ham. They almost did it for us to help us across the line, but it's still going to be tough. Um, it's so good to, to be in the house. I want to welcome every first-time guest. Uh, we're so glad you're here. My name's Andre. My wife and I lead the church, and of course, we meet here with four times every Sunday. Uh, we also meet in groups, like you heard in view groups, and that's, we, that's how we stay small while we're growing, and that's how we also stay healthy. And then, of course, we meet at Malkbos. Um, I got to speak there this morning, and then Graham was here, and then we also meet in Camps Bay, and Dita was at Camps Bay this morning, and I don't know if you guys know, you were seen on social media, but our location pastor at Camps Bay got engaged on Friday, so we're very stoked for them. Matt and Robin, so we're happy for them. And um, yeah, it's just great testimony again. Dita was there, and, and Camps Bay is consistently getting new families in, new people. There were new families from Heart Bay today, but we're consistently getting new people from Fresno, Seapoint, Camps Bay. We're getting new families from uh, Heart Bay and then Dudno. And, and it's just amazing to see. And tomorrow, uh, Matt and I are actually meeting with uh, another church and just to chat to them about their future. But, but we're there for the community, and we're there for the Atlantic Seaboard. This week, we're training our leaders in Atlantis. And so we're doing our first training for our leaders there. And we're starting youth in Atlantis. So that's our next dream. And of course, what we do is we actually step out in water and see what happens. But our, our, our desire is to have our next church to be in Atlantis. So that's where we're going. And then, like I mentioned last week, we also partnering with other churches who are planting. Um, so we currently are partnering with Bridge Church as they're planting um, out in Mossel Bay, Hartenbos. Uh, uh, and so we already, Matt's flown up. My wife and I will fly up in June to train their launch team. They got currently got 22 people who are launching, stepping out by faith. So we're gonna be there for them. And then this week, Wednesday, we're training pastors who are gonna be here in an ARC event. ARC's about um, relationships. And, and, and that's uh, non-denominational. So all denominations come to that. And the reason that I tell you these things is so that you are aware that you are actually part of a church that is outward focused, uh, that we want to reach out. We're not all about ourselves. We want to see other churches uh, also growing and flourishing. And, and just, yeah, CJ mentioned it. We have seen 1,601 first-time guests come to church in 2022. Come on, let's give yourself a hand. You, you're inviting. So... 
So we've actually, we've actually got more than that from today, but that was from last Sunday. 1,600 people for the first time because you guys are invitational, you're outward looking. We see 1,003 people respond to Jesus, receive Him, so get saved in 2022. Um, that's, I, I just want to honor our prayer ministry and our prayer teams because people's hearts soften and God draws people to salvation. Our prayer teams are, are really in the front line of that. And we saw 112 people declare public would happen privately through water baptisms. So we are excited about that. We're in the One John series, and I thought James preached a phenomenal message last week. If you didn't hear that, please go to our podcast and, and have a listen. But it was a, a great message and just a real sense of God um, on Sunday. And today, I'm going to really look at the sun. Jesus, and the heading is is the way we love. But really, I could also make the heading: How do you treat the, His Son, God's Son, Jesus? Because really, John points out: Whoever has the Son has life. Now, I was a youth pastor for 10 years, and I'd always have this fear uh, that I, of course, need to bring to God about our youth at that point falling away from God. And I used to think as a youth pastor, if God could just give me a ministry where I could put teenagers to sleep for at least 10 years and wake them up at 25, and they could maybe have a degree in their sleep and meet their marriage partner, I could keep them away from so much trouble and so much hurt and pain. But that is real, because I always thought, you know, this guy or this girl's got so much potential, but there's also so much that can take them away from them. Um, you know, like I always say, I used to say to young guys, you, you know, um, I waited for you is way more romantic than saying I dated until I met you. Anyway, like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, there's way better ways to meet your spouse and, 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 and being experienced at dating actually just potentially means you've got baggage. Doesn't mean you're better at dating. And so, so there were so many things. I, I want to keep people away because wherever, like CJ pointed out, your treasuries, there your heart will be also. So I used to always say to young guys as well, um, please, when you date a girl, please don't spend masses of money on her. Why? Well, you'd be blinded. Wherever your treasuries there, your heart will go also. So, so I want to encourage you to keep investing in your relationship with God because, because in that space, you'll have wisdom, but, but you'll cloud your judgment in giving what's valuable of your life, your time, your talent, and your treasure to somebody who you're probably not going to marry. And you'll only know if you're going to marry them once they're walking down the aisle. That's the closest you're going to get. But even, even in, uh, before that, you need to be wise. And, and we used to get taught that you only give your heart uh, once they say, I do. But outside of that, your heart's not safe in someone's hands who doesn't make a covenant with you. And that's why I used to always go, you need to watch out. Also, you used to always try to teach people that whenever you get physical, you actually may have a soul tie and you actually give your heart to that person. And that's why you always, you don't realize why you're so depressed when that person doesn't phone you. Because they're actually got your heart. Um, and the only one who's uh, good with your heart is God. And once you get married, you can give your heart. Um, so it was always this, these thoughts like, hey, how do we keep young people healthy? But you know what? It's actually for all of us. How the heck do we stay healthy at any age? How do we stay people whose hearts are healthy? 
well, I know the, the answer, and hopefully today I'm going to be able to, to sort of give you um, some answers. But, but what's John speaking about? Well, in these chapters, you can look from 1 John 4 and 5. He's actually reminding the believers to reject the false teachers. Um, he's also reminding them that, that, that God's self-sacrificing uh, love for us should be uh, what co- causes us to overflow in love for Him and love for others. That's what actually should be at the center of our lives, that Jesus loves us and that he proved it on the cross. That should be the, the number one focus on, of your life. And, and, and John's almost going, if you can focus on the fact that Jesus loves you and then decide to get into this love relationship with you, so many good things will overflow. Um, it says in 1 John 5, 2 to 3, it says, this is how we know that we love the children of God by loving God and carrying out His commands. So of course, this is overflow of loving God, carrying out His commands. That's how we also end up loving the children of God. In fact, this is love for God to keep His commands and His commands are not burdensome. That's quite crazy because actually when I read that, it feels a bit burdensome. This is love for God, keep His commands. But his commands are not burdensome. And hopefully I'll show you why they're not burdensome. And this is why. In verse 12, it says, whoever has the son has life. Whoever does not have the son does not have life. The key way to have life is to have the son in your life. The son of God. Is to have Jesus at the center of your life. But if you don't have Jesus at the center and you've got the commands of the Bible, it's gonna be a huge burden. It's gonna be the cart before the horse. But, but you and I need to know that the first thing we need is a relationship with Jesus. A loving relationship with Jesus. 1 John 4 verse 1, uh, even at the front end, John writes this. He says, we write this to make our joy complete. And I actually feel like I get that statement. Because um, even as I have experienced God, um, it's my joy to tell you um, about things that God wants to do for your life or great ways to live for God. And if I don't tell you that, I'd be doing you a disservice. Uh, But if I do tell you, I actually walk away with a joy knowing that I've actually told you. I used to say to our young people, once I became a youth pastor, which was 22 years ago, I knew nothing about youth ministry. Um, uh, But one of the things I used to do was just tell them exactly what not to do. It's pretty much what I did. Like, you know, I did this, didn't work. I, I did this, didn't work. I, I did this and then it didn't work. So I encourage you not to do any of those things. You're wasting your time. That was pretty much the ministry. But there was a joy in it, even then finding out what God wanted us to do. And, and I believe there's a joy when I get to tell you, like John had, about a way to love God. 1 John 4 verse 19 says, we love because He first loved us. There's the pattern. That's the way to life. That's the pathway to life. The pathway to life is not just sitting in church. The pathway to life is not just being religious. The pathway to life is that you let Jesus love you. And then from that place, you start to love other people. You start to live in your world. Of course, but there were some people who didn't take this pathway. In John, the same author, he writes in John 5, verse 39, he says, you study scriptures diligently, and this is Jesus speaking to some religious leaders, you study scriptures diligently because you think that in them you have eternal life. So, so he's saying to them, you guys are just trying to get more scripture and listen, your scripture's good. But you are doing it because you think in getting this, you will have eternal life. But these very scriptures that testify about me, 
These are the very scriptures that testify about me. Jesus speaking, he's the son. Yet you refuse to come to me to have life. Again, he's trying to say to them, if you have the son, you have life. And if you open your eyes up to the word, the word points to the son. That's where it points. So if you're not looking at the son or letting your life go towards the son, you're not really living out the word. You're just studying it. And if you study it, you can study all your life, but if it doesn't lead to the son, we know that knowledge puffs up. There can just be a lot of pride in your life. And a lot of these religious leaders were very prideful. But, but Jesus again says, you're following the wrong pathway. You're trying to get saved and eternal life by the things you know, but it's eternal life comes through knowing me. Whoever has the son has life. So even as I read the scripture, I thought it could be a massive burden on you guys, me actually telling you about the scripture, if you love me, you'll obey my commands. And I actually thought about uh, this scripture and, and that I didn't want you to be bound. Um, I didn't want you to walk away from this place and, and almost feel forced into a walk with God. Um, I don't know if you're a parent, but, but you know I mean, I do pray for my kids because there'll be times when I'm not gonna be with them and they can behave in front of me, but, but imagine what they do behind closed doors. And I want them to be people on a God, even when I'm not there. So I pray for them. You know, I don't wanna, I don't wanna have um, a, a parenting style where the best thing we can do is just duct tape our kids to chairs. And say, wow, look how well behaved they are. <laughs> you know, forced obedience. Um, um, I want them to live in a place where their heart is after God. And if you've got a dog who wants to bite the take-a-lot delivery person, anyone? You got a dog like that? Anyone got a dog that wants to bite the take-a-lot or the, because kids, that's the new postman. The modern day postman is a courier company. Hey, that's it. Anyone's dog want to bite the take-a-lot delivery person? Okay, only Chris and over there. Thank you, man, for honesty. Now, if we put a muzzle on your dog, would your dog still want to bite the take-a-lot delivery person? Yes. And that's what I don't want to put on you guys. I don't want to put a muzzle on you where actually you're going, well, at least I'm being a Christian now, but nothing's changed in your heart. I want you to experience the joy of serving Jesus, the, the joy of I want to serve Jesus, not I have to. See, I grew up in a I have to go to church environment. And then I actually heard the gospel for the first time and everything changed for me. And I said, I want to serve Jesus. And that's what I want for you. But we do, um, we do groups called Freedom, and I'm gonna take an outline from freedom because I think it's so important. And if you've never done freedom, even as I speak tonight, I encourage you when it comes again to sign up for it. But in Genesis 2, 8 to 9, it says, Now the Lord God had planted a garden in the east in Eden, and there he put a man he had formed. And the Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground, trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food. So of course, you guys would know the scenario. God made Adam and put him in the garden of Eden. You guys know that? Then it says God put all kinds of trees. Then he goes on to say, in the middle of the garden, there were the tree of life, that's one tree, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, that's the second tree. A lot of us, I find, only know about the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, but we don't actually know that there's also the tree of life that was placed in the garden. The, what it represents in a way, is, a way is two ways to God. One that is life, and one that is through, not, um, through the knowledge of good and evil. In Genesis 2, verse 16 to 17, it says, And the Lord commanded the man, of course, Adam, 
You are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat of it, you will surely die. What did this tree represent? It really represented man's way to get to God. It almost represented external change, knowledge, um, religion, uh, trying to be good. And those things aren't bad when it comes to Scripture that transforms you and we plant the house. But when they're your way to get to God, it's almost your penance. It's dangerous. And it says that will kill you. You bring that kind of Christianity into your household as parents, don't be surprised when your kids reject that faith. I don't want that. That's a dead faith. Because that's external. But the tree of life represents Jesus moving into your life and internal change that flows from the inside out. It's a genuine faith. It's relational. It's a I want to, not a I have to. This is a forced faith that might look like duct tape on a chair or a muzzle on a dog. Nothing's changed in your inside, but you're trying to change for something from the outside in. But this is actually a change on the inside. You know, sometimes we think that God's not that powerful. We think if we preach a gospel that God, if you fall in love with Him, you'll want to live differently. We go, yeah, no, but you need to tell them what they need to stop first. I agree that those things are dangerous and that we can't overlook it. But aren't we serving the God who falls in, who's falling in love with us and He's proven it and we fall in love with Him and all of a sudden we want to live for Him? Aren't we serving that God? Not the God of man with a bunch of rules that if we don't tell them the rule, I forgot to tell them not to do this and ah. Aren't we serving the God who changed the world, who can do the impossible? If you forget to march down the road or say on Facebook that you're not for that, that somehow he's bigger than that moment, that he still can save the world? that he could personally minister to every person in this room by themselves in traffic or in their room in the morning or in their quiet time. That's the God we serve, that he actually knows how to speak to us. He made us. <laughs> then can't we invite everyone on this life journey where God changes you from the inside out? So there are two approaches, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life. And you and I have a choice every day to either be transformed from the inside out by Jesus or by the outside in trying to muzzle ourselves or duct tape ourselves to the chair. I'm just gonna stop that. Look, I haven't done that sin for ages. I really wanna do it. But, but I know I can't and, and I have to serve God. So I'm gonna carry on doing this. A forced behavior. The other thing that Satan tempts Eve with when they actually eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is he actually tempts her with a good thing. It says in Genesis 3, um, he says, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God. He's actually tempting her with wanting to be more like God. Who wants to be more like Jesus in this room? That's actually a really good thought. And maybe you're in this room and I could preach to you. You go, Philip, I'm just not a good Christian. And all of a sudden you go, you know, I'm gonna get a muzzle. Muzzle top. Bad joke. I'm gonna get a muzzle and I'm gonna stop that. And so he says, you know, if you eat from the tree, you'll be more like God. And that's not a bad thing, but Satan doesn't care how he tempts you or, or how he gets you sidetracked. He just wants you to get you on the wrong path. 
He wants to get you approaching God in a way that doesn't transform you. Because he knows when God transforms you, Satan knows when God transforms you, he's lost you. Your heart has changed. See, a lot of us die under the burden of approaching God the wrong way. And it's burdensome, these commands. And it crushes us. And it's dead. There's no relationship. We go, I don't want to go to church. I don't want to do this. And I get that. And you know what? God's saying the same thing. Yes, I don't want you to come to me like this. I don't want you to force yourself to me or just keep going. I want this to be a relationship. I don't want this to be I have to. This is how I want to. That's why we see in Scripture that God loves a cheerful giver. He doesn't love a forced giver, or somebody who's, who's um, doing it, and, but they don't really want to. God actually loves this flow, this relationship. Of course, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil says, do more to get to God. This is the mindset that if you perform, you'll get more, you'll get um, closer to God. And, and that's what Satan wants you to think, that if you perform, then you're a better Christian. But, but the tree of life, that's a transformational work inside out, says receive the fact that Jesus has already done it. He loves you. He died on the cross for you. He showed you how much He loves you. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil says keep trying to get God's approval. This is the viewpoint that God doesn't really like you that much right now and He doesn't fully love you right now. That's the mindset. The, the, um, some of you will feel like that and I felt like that. you don't want to come to church you don't even want to pray because you think you don't deserve prayer you think if I just stop sitting for three days I'll stop praying again or um, not that you have this ability but if I just stop doing that sin then I'll speak to God because God doesn't really like me that much right now but we know in 1 John, it says if we, our fellowship's broken as we sin, but as we confess and bring it to the light, as we repent, God's faithful and He will forgive us of our sins. And so we forget that we're approaching a loving Father. The tree of life says, receive the fact that He already loves you. I encourage you to receive Jesus' love. I need to receive it for me. Um, his love um, is there. It doesn't change. Um, the scripture shows that, that there's nothing that can separate you from the love of God. It teaches us that there's nothing you can do to make God love you more or less. He loves you fully and you need to receive the fact that He already loves you fully, completely. Now I started attending this church in 1995, end of my, third, my fourth term of matric. There was a, the first time I came to this church was the beginning of 1995. A girl invited me that liked me and I didn't like her, so I didn't come back. Just truth there. But we didn't, like, we just, it was, she, that was the date. So she was a good Christian girl. He wanna go date me? Where is church? Okay, cool, let's go. I didn't come back. But then there was a revival in my matric class and out of the 250 guys in my matric class, 170 of us came to church, this church. We were in the small hall, it was crazy. The place was packed. I must admit, we came for the coffee and the girls in the front end, but I stayed because something happened. There was something actually happening in my heart. But the crazy thing is because I had had this religious experience, I thought that I needed to get better before I could receive God. I never knew that Jesus really just loved me fully and I couldn't earn salvation. I had to receive it at that point. The crazy thing was God was so good to me. He understood my religious state. And as I came, I didn't miss a Sunday from the, the, my fourth term, 1995, all the way to 1997, February. I didn't miss a Sunday. And I gave my life to Jesus in February, 1997. 
But in that place, he, he started to transform me. And I had this, I want to serve you. I want to serve you. I want to serve you. This is everything I've ever been looking for. You know, my only regret when it comes to receiving Jesus is that I didn't do it sooner. That's my only regret. Because I never realized how much He loves me. Yes, Jesus doesn't love my sin. He, he, he wants me to walk away because sin will kill you. The wages of sin is death. He doesn't love my sin. He loves me. And He loves me as I am. And then He says to me, you're my son. Now leave your life of sin. Come with me. Come and have life. The, the comforting scripture is Romans 5 verse 8. God demonstrates His own love for us. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Christ died for me at my worst. And I needed to accept that, that tree of life, that, that I couldn't do anything. He died for me when I was in my worst place. I needed to hear that because I grew up in a church where I got confirmed. I went to church I, and, and they gave me the jacket. I, and, and my my father, so on the and if you don't stand up for my dad was one of the leaders. And like, we did the thing. But I thought that that's how you get to God. You, you tick the box. But I never realized that God actually loved me already. The, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil says, focus, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil focus on the external. The, the tree of life focused on internal. 1 Samuel 16 verse 7, the Lord does not look at the things man looks at. Man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. The religious pathway to God is outside in, but God's pathway is inside out transforming your heart. The tree of knowledge of good and evil says, obey out of duty. You better do these things. But the tree of life says, obey out of delight. I get to do this. I want to do this. I believe that's the, the, the religion, Christianity that God has for all of you. And I, I, I'm hoping that's where you get to in your walk with God, that you actually get to experience a, a change where you go, I want to, I want to, I want to. I wanna worship you all the days of my life. I wanna serve you all the days of my life. I don't have to, I get to. But that's an inside work. So yes, 1 John 5, verse three, the key scriptures I use. In fact, this is love for God to keep His commands and His commands are not burdensome. They're not burdensome, He's saying. Whoever has the Son has life. Say it often, repeat after me. Whoever has the Son has life. The reason I ask you to repeat it is because you remember that. When you feel like death, when you feel like your life's going nowhere, when you feel like your career's going nowhere, your studies, I'll remind you that if you have the Son, you've got life. If you've got Jesus, you've got the tree of life. If you've got the one who loves you, you could think I could never get married because I've grown up in an environment there's been no love. You've got love. You've got the son. Jesus is love. You've got the love you need. It's through the son. Whoever has the son has life. But whoever does not have the son, the son of God does not have life. And you might have religion, you might have a great church attendance. You might even know some scripture. But this scripture is saying, if you don't have Jesus, you don't have life. If Jesus isn't at the center of your life, your Savior, you don't have life. Yeah. 
And you can try to fool yourself. You can get the great career. You, you can do all the right things. But without Jesus, it's empty. And yes, the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, that leads to death. You might even be doing your marriage like that. You're actually external to internal. If I do these things, then my, my spouse will be happy. You know where your spouse will be happy? When you love them. <laughs> when you love them, that's it. Because everything else will flow out of that. So I wanna quickly give you four things. And can I have some keys up? Just keys, that's all I need tonight. Number one, fall in love with Jesus. Whoever has the Son has life. If you do anything for the rest of your life, spend time falling in love with Jesus. Maybe there's moments when you worship God that you just feel His presence. I do. You know what? Go for walks, listen to worship. If you have got earphones, buy some earphones. But fall in love with Jesus. It's gonna be the best thing you do for your life because whoever has the Son has life. See, you might be thinking that once you get to this career, you'll have, feel alive. And I encourage you to work hard your career. You might think if I study this, I'll feel alive. And I encourage you to be diligent and study. You might think if I get this and I get this car, I get this house, and when I get married, I'll feel alive. I encourage you to trust for all those things. But the only thing that makes you feel alive is the sun. And your marriage is going to need some life. So it's going to need the sun. Your career is going to need some life. It's going to need the sun. You, you understand? Everything you need to want to do in your life is going to require some life and some love. You're going to require Jesus. Fall in love with Jesus. That's what John's saying. If you, if you have the sun, you've got everything you need. Of course, John 14 verse 15 says, If you love me, you'll obey my commands. It's the same author, if you love me, you'll obey my commands. That can feel a bit burdensome. If you're reading it from the wrong tree, externally, internally, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you're gonna read it like this. If you love me, you'll, you'll do what I told you to do and don't tell me you love me because you haven't been doing it. Anyone read it like that? I used to read it like that. But, but the tree of life, if you read it from the tree of life, it reads like this. If you love me, if you fall in love with me, if you just get to know me, if you start writing down what I've done for you and, and get to know who I am and fall in love with me, you'll obey my commands. You know, it's quite crazy. My, my wife and I are girls. Like it's crazy. I used to always think our parents tricked us. Like they all had seven kids. Like we have one, it's the end of the world. Like, did they not tell us about this? <laughs> and let's face it, hey, there were days in my life where I thought, I'll never watch a full sports game ever again in my life. Like, like hey, I will watch highlights for the rest of my life. You know, like, there were times like I'd sit in a chair and go, this is never gonna end. <laughs> you know, like, but even as I felt like that, I couldn't get away from this desire to be with my kids. Well, if you think about it, God put those girls inside of 
me and my wife, and then she carried the girls. It's like they came from the inside of us, inside out. And everything that comes from the inside out, it's a joy. It's a privilege. You know, I, I, I make the most of every moment of those girls. I've changed my life for them. It's a great joy to be their dad. But it's from the inside out. And, and you must understand when, if you don't love your spouse, maybe you're gonna have to write the commandments on your wall. Don't commit adultery. But if you love your spouse, you wouldn't have to remember that commandment. <laughs> it won't be a problem in your life. Again, inside out. You get what I'm saying? Inside out. If you love me, if you love me, if you love me, if you fall in love with me, you'll obey my commands. It's a joy. And when you make a mistake, you wanna get up and get back close to God. It's, it's an inside out job. 2 Corinthians 5 is 14, for Christ's love compels us. And when you fall in love with Christ, it compels you. I encourage you to fall in love with Jesus. Do everything you can. Get to know about Him right, right out. Like put it where you brush your teeth, how much Jesus loves you. I, I think all the time, I can't believe I'm His son. But you know, I'm, I see this as a massive privilege to serve in the house, but I'm just His son. I, I can't believe He, I wake up and I have my father. I'm so not perfect. I'm far from it. And He sees me as His son. That one day I'll go to heaven with Him. Like I do not deserve it. There are days where I just wanna be like, God, please, I'm sorry that you have to put up with me. But still, you love me so fully. This is embarrassing how much, how good you are to me. I love you, God. I can't believe, this is so good. I worship you, Jesus. I want to serve you all the days of my life. And what a privilege it is we have to worship God, be in church. I encourage you, fall in love with Jesus. It's the best thing you'll ever do. Don't do religion. Don't just try to tick the box. Fall in love with Jesus. You'll find that His commands are not burdensome. It will be I want to, not I have to. You can fulfill the commands of the Bible better by falling in love with God rather than trying to obey everything. You can be a better spouse by falling in love with your spouse rather than trying to do all the things you should be doing as a spouse. Fall in love with your spouse. So you get what I'm saying? Number two, serve God through relationships, not rules. The Old Testament, the law is written on stone. New Testament, the law is written on your heart. That's what the Bible teaches us. It's an inside out job. So I encourage you, it's a relational thing. It's not just rules. Don't let it be something external in your life. Well, well, let me go find out what, no, no. Fall in love with God. Let it be relational. If you are struggling with sin, I encourage you to get to a group that can support you. We have people struggle with addictions, all those things. But even as you do those groups, don't let it be an outside end job where you're just learning how to cope with your sin. The best thing you can do is fall in love with Jesus. <laughs> you will stop wanting to do those things. That's the best advice. If you're struggling with sin, fall in love with Jesus. Fall in love with Jesus. Relationship. Resp number three, respond to, to, to all sin with life. In the tree of knowledge, good and evil, you'll feel condemned. You'll feel, Lord, Satan will say to you, you're bad, you're the only one, you should quit, you should never come back to church. I can't believe you did it. You, you don't deserve to pray. You don't deserve to ask Him for anything. But, but the tree of life says you, you'll feel convicted. 
Condemnation says you messed up, you're worthless. Conviction says, yes, you've messed up, but there's a way out. It's like that woman caught in the act of adultery and they bring her before Jesus. This woman's caught in the act of adultery. Of course, the law says she should be stoned. Jesus says, cool, why don't we stone her? But the one without sin, you throw the first stone. They're all like, damn it. They all leave. And he says, well, where are your accusers? She looks up and she says, they've left. He says, well, neither do I accuse you. Now leave your life of sin. Conviction says, leave your life of sin. But he says, I don't know. Get up. It's this freedom. And I encourage you to come to God who's faithful and just to forgive you of your sin. And lastly, guard your heart from going back. You'd have to make a decision not to go back. This year, I thought it was so important to preach this because we should be trying to preach this every six months, but you and I need to do this every day. You have to decide what you're gonna wake up in. Tree of life or the tree of knowledge of good and evil. You need to decide how you're gonna live, how you're gonna approach God. But, but you need to make a choice. You need to ask yourself every day, what kind of tree am I living in? Uh, what am I gonna do to be godly? Answer, you have to make a choice all the time. Deuteronomy 30 verse 9 says, This day I call all the heavens, all the earth as witnesses against you that I've set before you life and death, blessings and cursing. Now choose life so that your children may live. You know, the next generation would enjoy their Christianity when we have a vibrant Christianity, a love for God. And then our kids go, I'll have some of that as well. When you as a married couple love each other and work on your love, not working on just getting along, your kids will go, I'd also like to get married one day. So work on, on the life part of it. Loving God, loving people, love inside out. You know, Gallup, a secular company put a poll out in the States at the end of 2020. And they showed that people struggled with their mental health in 2020. They said almost everyone did and their mental health had declined. They were worse off mentally at the end of that year. They said people of all races, all ages, young and old, single married, Democrats, American uh, sort of study, a rep Democrat, Republican, rich or poor, and all struggled with their mental health. They were, they were poorer off mentally in a way. They said, but Gallup, a, a secular organization said, that, but there's one category of people whose mental health went up. They said they found that the people who attended church every week, their health went up. I'll let you know, when we get into the house corporately and worship our Savior and lift up the sun, and even tonight as we talk about Jesus again and be healthy, and remind you that Jesus loves you and that you can take the wrong path to Him or take the right path and you can fall in love with Jesus and that you've got life in Jesus. It does something for us because we carry on going on the right path. And 1 John 5 verse 12 says, He who has the Son has life. Can you say it with me one more time? He who has the Son has life. So my question tonight, is do you have the Son? Do you have the Son? I'm not asking you, do you have an opinion and encourage you, you can have an opinion, but wisdom builds. Um, I'm not asking you if you've got an argument, because there are many arguments going out there. I'm not asking you if you have tradition, and they aren't, it's cool to have tradition. 
we can honor things and but they're not gonna save us. And do you have a tribe? It's good that you have a tribe of relationships. Do you have a career? Are you building towards a career? Awesome. I'm asking you if you have the sun. Because whoever has the sun has life. Simple as that. I'm not trying to argue with you and your stance. I'm asking you, have you opened your life up to Jesus? Because Jesus loves you. This I know for the Bible. But we forget, hey? We forget that Jesus loves us. Do you have the Son? Maybe you stop focusing on Jesus. The key is surrendering your life to Him. Surrender your life to Jesus. Maybe you're not in love with Jesus, but you wanna be in love with Jesus. Surrender your life to Him. Maybe you're not a Christian and you want to be a Christian. And as I've spoken, God's in a way knocked on the door of your heart. He's drawing you. He's actually, you actually have a sense that tonight, tonight, you're actually gonna receive the Son. You're going, uh, this is time. That's me, Andre. I'd like to pray with you. Maybe you used to have the Son fully and you've walked away from Him and you wanna make a fresh start and come back to Him. I'd like to pray with you. That's the most important thing I can do tonight. And I can do the rest of my life. It's encourage people to have a relationship with Jesus, the Son. Do you wanna close your eyes quickly? If that's you, I'm gonna ask you to surrender. I'm actually gonna ask you to put your hand up. I'm gonna ask you to be bold and go, that's me, it's time. I wanna give my life to Jesus. Count me in, I'm ready. If that's you, do you wanna pop your hand up quickly? Awesome, God bless you. Anyone else? God bless you. Anyone else? God bless you. God bless you. Anyone else? It's awesome. Whoever has the Son has life. Awesome, God bless you. Whoever has the Son has life. Anyone else? Just say that to me, I wanna receive the Son. I wanna receive into my life. I wanna ask Him to forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart. You can't earn salvation, but you can receive it. You can receive the Son. Thank you, Jesus. Let's pray together as a church family. Maybe you didn't put your hand up, but you wanna pray that prayer. Let's pray together. You can repeat after me. Jesus, I'm ready to receive you as my Savior. Thank you for dying for me. I surrender my life. Thank you for loving me. I give you my life. Jesus, I wanna live my life for you. I wanna live with you and I want you to be my Lord. I wanna follow your word. Thank you that it will guide my steps. Thank you, Jesus for setting me free and for giving me life. Amen. Awesome. Come on, let's just give Jesus praise in this place. Awesome. Listen, if you prayed that prayer and you meant it, maybe you didn't put your hand up, 
This year, we would love to encourage you to take a next step in the simplest way we can help you. And I'm gonna ask everyone, because I'm also gonna ask people who want prayer right now. If you have a prayer request, if you, we ask everyone to do this in the seat car in front of you, can everyone quickly grab this card? It might be if you're in the front rows, you can grab, but if you can grab the card quickly, and you'll see there, if you need prayer, you also got a prayer card. Don't wake up on Monday wondering what's gonna happen. Wake up knowing that we're praying for you. Don't carry your burdens by yourself. You can fill out a prayer request. You don't even have to put your name on it. You can just write your prayer request out. But for the next group, you've, you prayed that prayer or you put your hand up and you made a first time commitment or recommitment. We'd love to tell you about a next step called following Jesus, where you learn to follow Jesus, the Son. Please tick there. You can do following Jesus in the comfort of your own home, using your device, or you can do it in person. It's totally up to you. We'd love to help you with that information. Um, then, if you are a first-time guest, um, you can also then just tell us you're a first-time guest. Um, but all you have to do is, if you write your information, you made a commitment or your first-time guest, just write your name clearly. If you want us to email you, write your email or your number. But if you write it clearly, then we can, of course, read it and get hold of you. If you'd like to take a next step, I encourage you to tick there. But even as I've given you this information, the best way to take a next step is actually to go to our next steps area, face to face. So as you walk out, all our new people, we're gonna have your first cappuccino there. Remember, people who drink our coffee, they fall more in love with Jesus. They drink it and they say, thank you, Jesus, for this coffee. You guys didn't know that. It was a spiritual step. Um, but I encourage you guys to do that. Um, of course, don't miss out on church next week. We, we're retrusting it's gonna be a phenomenal week. Our prayer team's praying. So let's say you can take your cards that you filled out. You can put in the buckets at the back. And yeah, we'd love to connect to you. Um, but God bless you guys. Have an amazing week. Cool.